Hey everyone, before we get started, I want to take the time to thank you to everyone who have been listening to the WannaPod. Please keep rating, reviewing, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or in SoundCloud and tell a friend who might benefit from listening. Add us to your Instagram story, shout us out on Twitch, everything helps. Also, please go to www.patreon.com slash wearenoalamo to help keep this podcast going. Help us spread the word about the importance of talking about mental health. And also, since you've been listening, you know that sometimes we joke about suicide, death, or other difficult mental health issues. But we want you to know that we don't really take it lightly and we're concerned about you and the rest of our listener base. Basically, we really care about you and your well-being. So if you're having suicidal thoughts or plan to stop listening to this podcast and call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK. Or you can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They provide 24-7 support to people in crisis situations. I've called this number before when I was in a very dark place, and they helped me get the resources I needed to be okay. Remember, this podcast is about opening up the conversation, and sometimes it's easier to talk about the hard stuff when there's a little laughter involved. It's a safe community, you guys. Remember, we want you to stay with us. You are not alone because we are no Alamo. So, welcome again to the WANA podcast, the mental health podcast. Today on the pod, I have my boyfriend, Matthew. Matthew, welcome to the pod. Well, thank you for having me. So, surprise, surprise, Matthew has been on the podcast before. Yeah, once or twice. (laughs) Once or twice. So... Tell me, please, why you would, why you're on the podcast today, and why you want to reveal your identity now. Ooh, the truth or a lie? It's all about the truth here, baby doll. <laughs> um, yeah, because I guess we, we've <laughs> talked enough about everything, and I'm on quite enough. Might as well do that. Sounds like the right thing. Yeah. When did you realize that you wanted to open up and be? just out there like I am I I mean I've always been out there with those close with me it's just being out there with um, the public and everything else it's not necessarily difficult it's just not something I've done before yeah and you've definitely noticed that this organization is growing our listener base is growing we're finally getting some donations thank you everybody by the way please continue going to patreon.com slash we are no alamo help us spread awareness become a 501c3 organization and help people like Matthew realize that stigmas suck and it's time to open up right I agree completely that's right baby okay so how did you and I meet on tinder oh tinder gotta give one to tinder once in a while that's true were you so surprised that I was so normal Uh, (laughs) 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 that's a good one just like I'm normal right I'm funny yeah and weird. Yes. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Just like me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, I was not. I was surprised by your abnormality, I guess. There okay. we go. In a good way. In a very good way. Okay. So, we know each other very well. Been dating for a little bit. Just we a live, minute. We live together. Mm-hmm. And today, I really am excited to talk about structure in our relationship. September's almost over. It's been Suicide Awareness Month. I raised $5 for American Associated Suicidology today. Bravo. 
bravo for me and everyone involved. I think it's great. It's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. So um, I just want to talk about the structure in our relationship and the biggest hurdles that we've gone through so far, which I think we've cultivated, um, you know, an arena of Okun communication, so they haven't really been as big of a hurdle. But before we get into that, I want to give out a couple of social media shout-outs. So you guys, you've been listening to the podcast, you've been emailing me, and I just want to say thank you so much, honestly, because your stories, they matter. This week, I have received emails from people who work in the um, security, so, so police officers, firefighters, who have one mental health representative for over 800 inmates and people who continually check in on their friends and family because they know that they are prone to self-harming and they have helped them. And today, if you follow the Facebook page for We Are No Alamo, hashtag Juana, or the public group, We Are No Alamo, you saw a post today that I posted about a situation where I was in a, a really hard bout of anxiety and all I needed to do was go to the store. That's it. It's less than five minutes away. I wanted to get H-E-B sushi because we all know how bomb as fuck H-E-B sushi is. Am I right, Matthew? Oh my God, so good. It's always a good choice. Never wrong. Never, ever wrong. And I didn't think I could do it, but I was like, okay, what would my therapist say? What have I learned in intensive outpatient? Just call. What am I doing with Juana? Just call. So I called Matthew. And Matthew, what did you do? I picked up. Yeah. And what did you hear on the other side of the phone? Oh, I heard someone who's just, you know, in the moment, like, having a hard time in the moment. That was it. I've been there, done that. I get it. Sometimes just some of the simplest things can be hard to do. And all I needed was a little bit of validation from you can you tell me like because I know on my side where I just said I I need help mm-hmm. I know that I can go to the store I know it's not hard but in this moment right now my anxiety is taking over and that's okay and I appreciate that mm-hmm. and you did a good job like you can get in your car you can go do it it's 10 minutes away 15 minutes back and then I repeated it back okay so I can leave here mm-hmm. at 3 be back before four. Yep. And I was so grateful for that. How did it make you feel at that end of the phone call? Uh, I mean, I, I, I there's words. They don't, there's no words. As simple as that. I mean, I know what you're going through. You know, you you made the choice to actually do something, not me. You're the one who pushed through it, not me. There's. There's no benefit. Like, you did what you, you had to do. All I had to do was just pick up the phone and be your friend. Yeah. You did a great job. That's it. Whenever you hung up the phone, we hung up the phone. Um, it still took me a solid hour to sit there and get ready, but I, like, used your words as motivation. What were you thinking on the other line, on the other side of the phone? Like, did you think you did enough? Or, like, have you ever kind of evaluated the importance of your words that you tell somebody? Yes. But 
uh, and they're in can only do so much. Mm-hmm. All I can be there is support and help. If you were still struggling, I would hope that you'd pick up and call me again. And so I assume you didn't, so I assume the best. Mm-hmm. Simple as, like, that's, I mean, that's, that's our relationship. I know you're going to pick up the phone and call. You know, we've talked about it enough. Like, we know, like, we've talked about, like, hey, if it's actually really important, what to do if you're not able to pick up. You yeah. know, like, those are just things you have to talk about. I mean, you don't have to. Not everybody does, maybe. But, like, it's important because everyone has a yeah. bad day no matter what. And, you know, some days you call just to say hi. Other days you call because something's going on. And, you know, there's there's things you can do to make sure that the person knows that. And that's a good segue into another thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, the importance of openness in a new relationship. And how to avoid emotional gymnastics versus... You can LOL. You can laugh out loud. The the importance of openness versus emotional gymnastics. So with you and I, you understand that Juana is a very important part of my life. And this is an organization I care so much about. And shout out to Donnie. Shout out to Ashley. Shout out to every other board members. Your mom. My mom. You know, we're starting something big. And you understand the importance of that. Oh, I love it. So, I've talked to you about my medication. Mm -hmm. I recently had a lapse in insurance, so I wasn't able to take my typical antidepressants for a few days. And I've also stopped smoking. Shout out, Mom. You listen to this podcast. Yay, Mom. I stopped smoking. Yay. Everyone. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Very excited. You should be. (laughs) Anyway, so I told you about that, and can you talk about, like, your a little bit about your previous relationship and that kind of communication and healthy, unhealthy, like, what you learned from that and how we are going to grow as a couple with our communication? Um, yeah, so I guess, and I was in the previous relationship with somebody who was, um, who had MI. And so medication was always not necessarily an issue, but it became an issue. Um, There's always times where people, like, she necessarily would stop taking medication for a while and hoard pills for other reasons. Um, and Or do other things with them. And we know that it takes a long time for antidepressants to get into your system yep. to start taking effect. That if you immediately get off of them, then you get... Yeah, bad side effects. With withdrawal effects. Yeah, and so that's what would happen was she would be on, on her prescription for X amount of time and she would stop because she would be feeling better. Um, and then it would kick in, like, the withdrawal effects. And it, it was always really nasty because it, it can't be dependent on the drug and the doses, things like that, how long you've been on them. Um, I'm not a medical professional, so don't take my word on that. So, anyway... Just here to open the conversation, yep, baby. exactly. So, anyway, the other day... Paige was saying, hey, you know, I'm not feeling so well. I'm not, like, I'm sweating a lot. A few different things. I'm like, well, you quit smoking. I'm like, I don't know. It's been 12 hours. You wouldn't be having these side effects from my knowledge of quitting smoking except just really wanting a fucking cigarette. Um, so I brought up the fact that, you know, you stopped your medication a little bit. Look at the side effects. But you're also so worried to bring that up. Well, yeah, it's scary because it causes, it's not an easy conversation. Like, talking about. But it about, has caused issues with you in the past. Well, so. it causes, I mean, like, it's, you know, when you, when you say someone's just having a bad day and they didn't stop taking their medication, and you'd be like, hey, is everything okay? You took your medication. Think about the, the there's more ramifications than just being caring. 
Um, mm. It it's can become the, the same as just stop being X. It, you know, it becomes dismissive. And right. so there's that fine line of, is it okay to talk about it today versus yesterday? Um, only reason why I was really able to talk about it with you at that at this point, like, you know, is because you have talked about think, the medication before. And you told me that you had had a lapse and you were waiting a couple, like a day or so until you were able to get more. Yeah. Um, and so, for me, who's seen the side effects happen... Which, by the way, everybody, if you have insurance, but you do have a lapse in, like, income or something, you can always pay by the pill. Yep. You can go to your Walgreens, wherever you pick up your pharmaceuticals, you can pay per pill. Just talk to your pharmacist about that. That is a resource I had no idea about until my sister became a pharmacist. That's pretty awesome. I never heard about that either. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty amazing. It's I mean, like it's pay the, pill. Mm-hmm. It's like PayPal for pills. No one steal that. It's my new app idea. <laughs> <laughs> pay pill pal. <laughs> the only thing you'll ever need. <laughs> okay, so now it's so important well, that we've been talking about like my medication because honestly you said you know this could be something I really think let's look through like withdrawal systems of prestique or withdrawal symptoms of prestique and I was like okay and I had talked to you a couple days I was like man I'm having these crazy ass dreams like swimming with oracle whales seeing people hanging with worm faces and then some of the withdrawal symptoms were dizziness diarrhea very true side effect <clears throat> um, nightmares in sweat. So I was like, damn it, I'm going through withdrawals. But luckily, I was on a very low dose, so I didn't get, like, the brain zaps or anything like that. Like, I wasn't at a high um, risk of stroke or anything. But I was so thankful that we were able to open up about that because I would have just thought that it was because I was getting off cigarettes. But in reality, it was like I needed to take care of my medication, take care of me, take a nap. Mm-hmm. Listen to my body. Yep. So, on to the next topic. <gasps> what could it be? Structure. Structure, baby. What's it like? What's our day like? What do we love? <laughs> our mornings. We love the mornings. I love mornings. I love Nothing the mornings. Nothing better than the mornings. Why do you love the mornings? Because it's another day. Another beautiful day to start. So we're alive. Yep, alive and breathing. What's our structure like in the morning? What time we wake up? What time do you want to wake up? Six. Six. What time we wake up? Six thirty. <laughs> <laughs> we're up at six. We're up at six. <laughs> the alarms go off at six. Anyway. Matthew's alarm is like beep beep beep, and mine goes. Mine's horrible and I like it that way. Otherwise, I won't wake up. I never thought that I would meet a person who had more alarms than I did. You literally, like, make coffee alarm. Uh huh. (laughs) I have an alarm set for like. Put shoes alarm on. When they get in the shower. I was like, (laughs) I thought these were snooze alarms for a little bit, but no. He's like, gets up within the first two and the rest are to make sure he's on point for his morning. So, talk about structure, baby. I just got into it. For real. Like, if you didn't listen to the last podcast last week, I talked to my mother, who was built on structure. Yeah, I'm not dating my mother. That's not what I'm saying. Definitely not. I'm just dating someone who's... I grew up in a house where if you're 15 minutes early, you're still late. Exactly. I love it. So, it's played an important part in your life. 
yeah. And it's playing a great and like importance in our relationship because we get up in the morning, oh. our work schedules are different. Oh. Um, you come home later. Yep. If I don't have structure in my life, I don't do well. I don't succeed. Right. And you totally need that with MI. You need, mm-hmm. like, we take care of ourselves in the morning. I'll, you know, yep. help coffee. you shave your head. <laughs> yep. Do you want to make coffee? Do we want to make it? Let's yep. watch. A shout out David Jomans <laughs> on KXAN in Austin, Texas. Watch the weather every morning. Together. Oh, my God. We love David Yeomans. Your pocket squares on point every day, baby. One Yomans. of us more than the other, but that's okay. Ugh, I cannot <laughs> wait to run into you downtown and just ask you about your weather models. <laughs> like, you do not hold a flower to Al Roker. Here's what's happening in your neck of the yeomans. Like, yeah, that's right, Roker. <laughs> what's happening in your neck of the yeomans. Oh, my God. I'm sending this to KXAN for real. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, but structure's important. And the communication about that structure. Like, yeah. you knew that it was important in the beginning. I knew that it was important in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And now we have set a foundation for that structure yep. that becomes a habit, right? Yep. We, um, last week we talked about, you know, setting aside time for self-soothing. And what are some things that we do to self-soothe? You give me time to play video games. Yeah. <laughs> and in your previous relationships, that was uh, a point of contention because yep. of lack of communication. Yep. So, yep. what changed? I knew it was an issue. So, might as well just be upfront and blunt. Like, there's no point when you're with somebody to hide who you are. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something that a lot of us, like, at least I've done because, you know, different feelings and thoughts about myself. But now it's like, no, nah, this is the way I turn off after a hard, long day. Yeah. And you you do this thing often where you ask me, like, hey, hon, like, whenever I come home, is it okay if I play video games for an hour? And I always look at you like, yeah, why do I care? And it's because previously in your past relationships, I mean, I don't want to speak on your behalf. But yeah, in your just, past relationships, it was a point of contention. It was. Right? Lots of the, I mean, for, you know, it just was. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. So let's take that for our relationship and my mental health and your mental well-being, too. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you have struggled with depression in the past, right? Extremely so. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, yeah. I mean, like, so I have been on past shows. So, anyway. So, I do... Well, I was diagnosed with a very, yeah, I was diagnosed up. really young with um, with learning disabilities, um, dyslexia. Like, really, it was just like a round house term for about five or six different processing, processing disorders I have. Um, and then later on, with I don't know what the correct term is anymore, but it was like major uh, major depression disorder. Major so, depressive disorder. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I've dealt with that my entire life. Um, but I also knew I did the best coming out of a lot of things when I was very rigid in my structure with athletics, um, exercise on top of eating right and taking care of myself physically and mentally. Um, and that helped me get out of it. So doing that for so long and making sure I had that structure definitely really, really, really helped out overall. So knowing that waking up, having breakfast, having coffee, giving myself a routine, which I follow every day. I, I love succeed. our coffee routine. Oh, I need my coffee. I live on coffee. 
And so for me, it's just routine. If I don't have it, I don't succeed. I usually end up going back to self-detrimental ways in a lot of ways. Um, and so after 38 years on this earth, I finally figured out, you know, what is best for me. I try to stick with it. I fail some weeks, but overall that's what I try to do. You mentioned something, and I don't think we've ever talked about it before, personally or on the podcast, but there are many different um, methods and manifestations of self-harm. My manifestation was through cutting and through burning, which is very typical of bipolar 1. Um, major depressive disorder along with anxiety disorders as I've been diagnosed with. However, people aren't aware that there are other ways of self-harming yourself not through a way of, you know, drawing blood, Mm -hmm. such as you know, sexual addiction or um, dependability or Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Codependency. Codependency. So, do you think in some way you are self-harming? I, uh, I look at those very different, but similar maybe. Um, self-deprecating, yeah. I, I put myself in extremely risky situations. I wouldn't say I was going to say self-harming in the same scope. Um, but it was the same. It would be over and over in order to cause harm to yourself because you feel like you... Or at least put myself in a situation where I thought harm could happen, which would give me the same rush as actually harming myself. So in that concept, in that aspect, I would agree. Um, but I, I was more... Of a, I, when I got into my unscheduled place, I was more risky behavior overall. Like, it, which is similar. I think it's different, but yes. Mm, at the end similar, of the day, definitely. trying to feel the same thing. Right, feel something. Something. Yeah. How did you get through that time? I don't know. Um, t- like, you know, later on, after I, when I was younger, I had a break, and then I went and saw therapy. I got in a lot of trouble. Um, I got a DUI and got help after that, um, a year or so later. Um, and I realized where I was going, and so I went to therapy for a long, long, long time. I started to get some more idea of understanding what that means. Yeah. I'm just going to therapy. Therapy. I went to... Learns of talking about it. Yep. Like we're doing right yep. now. Talking about it, not just that, but then also going to group and doing things like that. Yeah, like it's about patient. Yep. Cool. So, you know, going to intensive patient, like almost going inpatient for a little bit, like coming really close versus anything else. Like, being like, you know, I know where I'm at. Like, I am i can't keep going the way I'm going or I'm going to die. Like I being need at that a place. new baseline. Yeah. Like, everything's wrong. Like, I know. Like, I know what's normal and this isn't it. I mean, being able to see that in and of itself was great. Like, That's at least a big knew, self-awareness. You know? But at the same time, like, when you're in that place, it's very different. So, having people around you who are also supportive and helpful. Um, but eventually, like, most of those people were gone, too. Right. So it was just, you know, one day for me, it like had an awakening or something. I just, it was done. Yeah. You're yep. ready for a change. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm happy you changed. Why weren't, I don't think, I've never asked you this. Why were you so comfortable in the beginning with me opening up? Because I've taken it upon myself, no matter what relationship I've been, because... 
you're a divorce, you're a divorcee, mm-hmm. I'm a divorcee, yep. and am I completely changed my life, and I wish I had gone to therapy or received counseling before because it might have saved my marriage, but also I was so young that I'm not sure, like, I'm just not sure about anything, but I've had to let that go. So now that I've grown from it and learned that communication about it is key in a helpful way. Yeah. But I can't just come into a relationship and be like, I have to hide my broken bones because they're invisible illnesses. It's like, no, like, hey, I have bipolar. You know, sometimes if this happens, da-da-da-da-da. And I've been very upfront with you about it. How, How come it didn't? like strike you as something that made you want to run away from it I never said that actions speak louder than words <laughs> you didn't do it but I'd love to hear what you want to say uh, you know I liked who and what you were I mean you're a cool person I enjoyed your company I mean we talked a lot so I mean yeah I wasn't you have your stuff together you're doing what you need to do for yourself I mean, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I mean, that's just, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm broken too. I'm, I'm not take. I'm not. I don't have bipolar, but I'm in the same place. I have my good days and bad days. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a part of life. And talking and about it, and being those honest. With me too. Yeah. So it's you know it is what it is. Like you like to judge somebody from something they can't do anything about, but they're doing everything they can for themselves. Like, why would you care? Yeah. And that Sorry, you know, yeah, leads me to... Wait, why did you apologize? Oh, darn it. What? What was... What? Yeah, I had no reason to apologize there. Go get a dime. Go get a dime. Oh, I'm so excited that I you I will put just... a dime in the jar. No, go do it now. That's the whole point. Accountability jar. Da-na-na, da-na-na. Accountability jar. There you go. Yeah. Where's the good Oh God! I love you. So, um, do you have any advice for couples where one or the other, both, are living with MI or people who are going through, you know, mental health issues or people who are experiencing suicide attempts, etc.? I feel, and I will say this, you know, in my personal experience, if you or anyone you know, and like you're care about each other and you're going through extremely hard times and you are able to go seek help talk to somebody else outside yourselves because there's a lot of times when you know so many factors loss of a job moving um dealing with pregnancy life kids life hap- life happening this life in of itself like people the stress can happen it can really put wedges between anybody and people can lose without learning the tools of how to sit down and talk to one another in a court like in a different way and expressing certain things um, and just being very candid, like learning how to talk and being that open and understanding sometimes needs help. Um, so I would say like talking to somebody who is a professional never hurts or a friend, even just some other person to sit with you and talk. Um, it's always a benefit. Yep. Someone to be there for you when you can, you know, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. As long as when they can't be there, so, you know, it's okay too. But, like, knowing that you can, like, seeking help. There is always someone there. Always. 
Remember, you're not alone because we are we not alone. Love you guys. Have a good night. <laughs> Do you know it? Good night, y'all. <laughs>